You're listening to This Hong Kong Live, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 7. Very often when we look at something, we are merely taking in the tip of an iceberg. There is always more, much, much more, to what we can see. I'm Renee, the youth host of This Hong Kong Life. I will talk to other young people like me and discover what's under the surface. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Today we have Winsel here. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. So how are you feeling today? I'm feeling quite good. The weather is pretty nice today. Yeah, right. It's like kind of breezy, but not too hot or too cold like the previous days. Yeah. So you know how like in Hong Kong, we're in such a busy city. Do you even think that mental health isn't part of like our awareness or like no one really cares about it at this point because we have so much to do in Hong Kong. I feel like definitely here in Hong Kong, physical health definitely overrides mental health. When we talk about health, it's definitely in a narrative of like, am I fit enough? Am I thin enough? And etc. But nobody really talks about like, oh, how am I actually really feeling, or how are certain things affecting my mental well-being? So yeah, I agree that mental health isn't necessarily something that's broadly discussed, but I think. Like, since COVID, it's been definitely coming into light. Yeah, totally. I realize that it's, like, no longer important in our life. Because I feel like in Hong Kong, people are just too busy to even realize that mental health is kind of an issue right now. Yeah, definitely. I feel like here in Hong Kong, it's more so about, like, what you're doing and when. When are you doing it? And how fast are you able to do those things? It's definitely a very productivity-focused kind of society right now where we're at, at least. So that, like, mental health and how you're really feeling doesn't really come into light as much. Yeah, totally. So I heard you're, like, born and raised in Hong Kong. Do you have any, like, things specific to share about, like, growing up in Hong Kong? So being born and raised here in Hong Kong, um, I, I'm a Filipino, so, but most of my life I have went to Chinese or like local schools. So when I was in primary school, it was very difficult because um, my parents don't speak Cantonese and being in a local school, learning Chinese, like Cantonese and Mandarin was kind of a mandatory and everything was taught in Cantonese. And I pretty much basically had to rely on myself to learn the language without a lot of support externally. Actually, um, what my mom and I used to do, we would like go up to strangers and wow. <laughs> yeah, we would like go up to strangers in like McDonald's or like in a bus stop and like ask like a stranger like, hey, do you have like a few minutes of your time? Do you mind helping like my daughter with her homework? It's fine if you also just circle out the answers and she'll write it out herself. And that was pretty much how I got th- tried or attempted to get through primary school at least but that obviously didn't really work out as much because I still didn't get the amount the support that I needed to keep learning and improving myself it's gotten so bad to the point where it's like I've also received discrimination from like teachers and even like the principal yeah um so it's gotten to the point where um, my grades were so bad obviously and it was parents day and my mom was called 
to the principal's office and my mom thought, oh, is like my child in trouble? Did, did she do something wrong? Did she not get along well with others? But actually it was a principal kind of scolding my mom and telling her off about like, why did you put your daughter into a local school? You know, she's not gonna make it here. You should just put her into like another like ethnic minority school or like schools where ethnic minority students go to. And that obviously really hurt my mom because you would expect that a school would be more supportive of a student's learning journey. But I wasn't able to get that when I was in primary school and it was very difficult. Um, but despite that incident, it kind of also motivated me, but also given me a lot more pressure to perform as well as I could to make through primary, the rest of primary school and carry that into secondary school. So obviously there was a lot, already a lot of academic stress about I'm not as competent as other students who are in my grade because they have the right resources and like private tutoring, which at the time we couldn't really afford. But towards the end of primary school, um, I survived anyway. It was very difficult, but I made it through. And um, despite it being difficult, I'm quite thankful for being able to go through that experience because um, I'm also thankful to my, my parents for putting me through a local school because if I didn't go through that, then it would be an, a whole other thing about not me not being able to assimilate into Hong Kong because I wasn't able to speak Cantonese or Chinese. I see, like, I see how you tried, like, really, really hard. Speaking from my experience as a Chinese, what people see, a Chinese that's not really a Chinese, like those American-born Chinese, but I'm Singaporean, so it's just, like, kind of giving me, like, the fact that for me, learning Chinese has been tough because I look Chinese and people expect me to know Chinese well, but Technically, I just can't read or write, and people expect to just be like, auntie and people like, can you read this? Like, when I'm ordering food, like everything, it's just like, maybe Hong Kong is not really creating like a welcoming society for us, like, for us, like non-Chinese, non-Chinese speaker. Even though we do know Chinese, but we're just not fluent. Yeah, but if I like seeing my other friends who aren't maybe as fluent in Cantonese, I also saw how they struggled to fit in with, sometimes struggle to fit in with other local students. So that was like a whole other side that I wasn't able to experience firsthand, but I saw it through the lens of people that yeah. I know. I really like do think that this is kind of a big problem, but people at the same time don't really realize this as a problem i think yeah so i know like you're a really productive person because sometimes when like facing different like issues people are genuinely like not as productive as they usually are so do you have any like coping mechanisms that help you with productivity um Actually, productivity is my coping mechanism. Not to say that is, is a good one, but I'll more on that later. The whole reason why I use being productive as sort of like a coping mechanism was it was it started in secondary school when I was dealing with some issues at home and like it was a very difficult time for me mentally and emotionally, which also affected me physically. But because 
in Asian families, you usually don't talk about feelings. That's basically yeah, like that's every Asian family ideology and perspective. Yeah, so like you know, if you talk about your feelings, it's not welcome here. So having that in mind, I was like, okay, I don't want to be a burden to my family. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna keep working so I don't have to think about this. So that's where it started. Like in secondary school, I joined all these different clubs or all these different activities. Just so, or you say you're like an outgoing person in secondary. I actually wasn't very outgoing. Oh. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, you would think like theater people are super outgoing. Yeah. But I w- I started doing theater when I was in secondary school. Oh. That was also kind of my coping mechanism. I'm quite of a like outgoing person. <laughs> I was never an introvert. I've been like extrovert in my whole life. So I'd be like, yeah, I get energy. I feel better from like being around people. Yeah, but for me, it's quite opposite. I like to be alone. But the problem was like, if I was alone, then I would have to think. So what I basically did was like, okay, so I need to stop thinking, right? Okay, I'm gonna join. Okay, drama club sounds cool. Something I never really done before might help me to like you know process some of my thoughts and emotions just like indirectly through another character that's cool oh um there's a coffee interest class like making coffee or like learning how to like brew coffee that sounds cool i'm gonna join that and that just kept piling on and on and on and on that i didn't really have time for myself and which is difficult because as i said i'm not very outgoing and i'm like an introvert person i need to be myself to recharge Mm -hmm. but then again i can't be alone because when i'm alone then that's when i have to start thinking thoughts just just, yeah exactly so it was a very it was a very difficult cycle to be stuck in but at the same time it was like nobody really saw an issue about me like overworking myself or like exuding myself into these different activities instead they were like oh i heard you're going through this thing it's really cool how you're still able to be so productive or like channel your emotions into something else mm-hmm. that's really inspiring and then that to me when i was in secondary school was like oh so this is a good thing i should probably keep doing this then yeah uh, i totally get you like speaking from my experience as an athlete like ice hockey has been such an important part of my life and I feel like yeah that's that's my coping mechanism whenever I'm sad I go play I forget everything (laughs) yeah I mean it's good to have something to kind of like help you forget about everything and like kind of like channel your emotions into something else but then there's definitely should be a limit as to like okay are you doing this thing to like you know de-stress and forget into like um channel your emotions into something else or are you doing this thing to actively avoid the thing that you have to deal with yeah which is like definitely like definitely everything every problem that we're facing it's just like you know fear of facing a problem yeah exactly fear of rejection same theory yeah like i was like i do run away from my problems but like at some point i'm just like do i have a choice at the end of the day the problem is different yeah exactly because like i i'm paying the price now because i realize how it like being overly productive has like really badly affected um my like how i function as a a person i guess now i'm paying that price and it's good that 
I know this now, so I could tell you if you're listening to like, you know, if if you're going through a problem, it's good if you have like something to like help you channel those emotions. But again, like think to yourself, like, are you doing this thing to avoid a problem or are you doing this thing so that you can de-stress? And there are other ways of de-stressing, like you can talk to someone that makes you feel safe or if you have like a safe space where yeah. you can like kind of talk about how you're really feeling. But if I understand some people aren't very open to like talking to other people about how they're feeling, you could also just like free flow and just like, yeah, kind of want to keep everything to themselves. But I feel like actually opening up to people can be a way of like share your thoughts and release your stress. Like not doesn't work for everyone, but I feel like sometimes writing on a notebook, expressing your thoughts, why you feel like bad. It's just very, very good ideas. Yeah, definitely. Like anything to really just take your thoughts out of your brain and into the physical world, whether it's, it's like reality time. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know you can think all of these things, but it's at the end of the day, these are just thoughts. Like you don't have to, like you have to somewhat acknowledge them so that you're able to yeah. move past them. Yeah. And it's really difficult, but it's what's needed to be done so as long as you're able to do it in a condition where you feel feel safe enough whether that's within yourself to like just write something down until you have nothing else to write out and then just tear it into pieces of paper that's also one way of like expressing yourself just as long as you're able to let yourself be vulnerable as well yeah like i feel like everyone do have a moment that they feel extremely vulnerable like you know the fridge where you want to break down but you don't i feel like it's that part like sometimes like that's why we have this thing called like ranting to people yeah i mean especially because we live we live in a society (laughs) like we live like in a place like we we live in quite a judgmental society yeah yeah we live in a judgmental society and it's not really necessarily helpful especially like um here in Hong Kong if you like value your family a lot and you see how your parents aren't exactly the most welcoming to like how you're feeling like mental health isn't necessarily a thing to like people who are of the older generation yeah I totally like I do see that I feel like it's just quite a big part that people are missing like world mental health awareness day is it like like you can see in countries like other countries they have such big events when hong kong it's like non-existent maybe in schools but outside of schools like it's kind of non-existent i would like to say though that in some ways we like in hong kong it is starting to be a topic but that i feel like that's also apparent in other countries especially because of covid because a lot of people are in isolation and because you're working from home or you're at home a lot because you can't go out because of covid restrictions people tend to be alone with their thoughts a lot more or be more aware of how their mental well-being is so even though covid isn't necessarily like a good thing that like or like the pandemic a path in a way to kind of really start opening up this discussion about okay so what is mental well-being or what is mental health and why is it important and why should we be talking about it you don't even realize that they're struggling mentally like just be like because they're too deep in it like to be like yeah i'm just gonna use like i'm deep in work and stuff and my stress it's just kind of covered up that you're actually suffering mentally yeah especially because here in hong kong we have like this culture of like showing face of like oh i can't 
let this other pe- person know that I'm like struggling with something because that doesn't serve well to my reputation or how people view me. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. But actually, if you are able to take that first step and like sharing your emotions, maybe that would allow other people to f- see that space or see an opening of like, okay, I can talk about my emotions too. But then because again, because of this showing face culture we have here in Hong Kong and like not wanting to be seen as like a weak person people just avoid talking about yeah. how they're feeling in like great detail it's just like oh i'm having a bad day oh i'm not feeling great and that's it like the, the sentence or conversation just ends there yeah totally like i see that i definitely see that because like I find it kind of weird how in Hong Kong people are always be like, I need to be strong. I never show people my weaknesses. Like, maybe it's sort of like the competitiveness in Hong Kong. Yeah, too. yeah, definitely. I I think people see like showing emotions as like weakness, so that kind of makes you not a worthy component, I guess, because everything about here in Hong Kong is like winning at the starting line. So if yeah. you have any weaknesses, like. You're kind of out of the game. Yeah, you're already out of the game, which is like, it shouldn't be like that. I always saw like being able to be vulnerable or like express your emotions as also like a sign of being actually, you're really strong for doing that because it takes a lot of courage to admit to yourself as well as to other people that, Mm. hey, I'm struggling with something. Can we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, I totally see that because in Hong Kong, it's like everyone never minds like, who's better who's stronger who's richer yeah it's kind of like that because we're in sort of like a patriarchal society kind of yeah so like we do struggle we just don't show it yeah but hopefully like with the pandemic and like more and more people talking about it here in hong kong i hope that kind of is like the beginning of something something good at least yeah conversation yeah definitely thank you for joining us today Wednesday it's very nice having you here sharing your thoughts and experiences thank you for having me okay bye I'll see you in the next episode thank you for listening this Hong Kong Live is an initiative of Kelly Support Group we are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong if you like the show please subscribe and get new episodes every week We would love to hear from you, nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.